holds up everything. The Toronto Maple Leafs proved that they were bold and innovative in their search for a general manager by choosing the most boringest one. We'll discuss Brad Treliving taking over a franchise on the brink of total destruction and touch on whether that's a good idea or a bad idea. Then we'll talk about the Coyotes' embarrassment in Arizona, Andrew Brunette's arrival in the city we dare not name, and preview the Stanley Cup final. It's a lot to cover, so let's get started, and let's go Panthers! Welcome back, everyone. It's been too long. Welcome back to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is, I don't know what day it is. Wednesday, May thirty first. Came up with that quickly, Ooh. and uh, it is the Two Guys One Cup podcast. I think I already said that. We're off our game, and it's been too long. It's That's been right. weeks. We've it's left the people weeks. and mostly the cats without our guiding voices <laughs> for a whole two weeks, and. Folks, we are sorry. We'll never let it happen again unless we do. <laughs> That's the thing. We, you don't pay us. You don't. We aren't indebted to you in any way. We don't serve we, you. We are indebted to our new sponsor, though, which is the drivingcrooner.com. <laughs> we got to figure, they got to figure out a way to make money on that, Ian. It's too good. That's right. you know? it's so, so good. Um, people may want to kill us, though. <laughs> That's right. I once fell into a river. And a fish bumped me out. (laughs) I was supposed to die. And that was the universe telling me I needed to do something great with my life. And that's the Two Guys One Cup podcast, I'm pretty sure. That's right. Uh, right. Folks, if you can't tell the uh, new season of I Think You Should Leave Us Out, I've watched two of the episodes um, because I'm trying to pace it a little bit. But uh, it's fantastic so far. So we'll try to limit our references. But no promises. Right. We'll just work in old references too. Ian, it's been uh, two weeks. I mean, we talk pretty much every day on, you know, like text message and stuff, but it's been two weeks since we've been in a Zoom room, seen each other face, seen each other's faces. You've got a tank top now to show That's that right. time has passed. <laughs> How right. are things going for you? <laughs> That's right. It's hot up here. Is Can't have really? sleeves up here. Um, yeah, it's it's warmer. Uh-huh. Uh, someone the other day was like, we skipped spring. And I'm like, we didn't. There was lots of springs. <laughs> it's not one of those. We definitely you know, had all those our weeks, share. Weeks where it was like rainy and kind of cold, but warmer than it was in winter. That was spring. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be, that'd be it. Remember all the flowers blooming and yeah, all that jazz. That's spring. Things um, were springing forth from the ground. We're, we're definitely transitioning into summer as you do. And you know what? As I've gotten older, I enjoy summer more and more because as you get older, you do get colder inside um, due to the dying of your dreams. But <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been nice. It's been a a nice little break, I guess. What have I done? Have I done anything? We had visitors. My wife's family was in town. That's all the way from Hawaii, folks. That's right. Um, I had. A friend from college visit, um, lots of visitors, lots of stuff. Showing them our great city of St. Louis. Um, went to a went to a soccer game. That was a lot of fun. 
yeah, you know, good stuff. Waiting for Street Fighter Six to come out on Friday, and I'm gonna freaking lab like a crazy beast and become passable at best at Ken <laughs> or somebody. Ninety-six thousand best. That's right. <laughs> I will be the best Caucasian man on this block <laughs> at Street Fighter <laughs> Six. Right. Uh, yeah, right. it's there's a lot there's a lot going on. I feel like in the hockey world too, that has nothing to do with the Blues. The Blues are completely silent, um, totally which irrelevant. I which I understand. We don't have any vacancies on this team, so their best shot at relevancy was losing their GM to a different team. <laughs> they even fucked that up. <laughs> that's as close as we got to being talked about it's like oh mention us more and they said now nah, that's enough back into the shadows with you how's everything down there in jacksonville you know it's all right it's uh it's been good it's i i missed a week because i had to go well i didn't have to go i got to go down to universal for the first time oh that's right with a friend what a wild wild place you know i need to go back and really like now that i've had the first experience go back and like immerse myself in it but it's just like, it's like I'm in Diagon Alley right now. That's weird. I mm. didn't think that was a thing that could happen. Um, and yeah, it was cool. It was it was neat to be there. And then um, I can't, can't even remember what else I did. We had a week where all of our, like, I work in a remote office for the most part. I mean, I work in the office pretty much every day, but most of our company is remote, which I love because who wants to be in a busy friggin' office all day every day? I don't know how I would have survived, Ian. Mm. If I had to if I had to work like 10, 15 years ago when it was cubicles and desks oh, and crap God. and full offices, I don't know how people did it. I really don't. But and for I know real. the answer. I know the answer is they just did it and I could have to wow. still for the purposes of drama. Um, well, they, they drank themselves to early graves. That's right. That's exactly right. But not on Bud Light. No way back then they still did. That's okay. So <laughs> an, an early gay gray. <laughs> uh, we laugh, but it's almost Pride Month, folks. But, so, you know, drink, oh, drink them up. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a week where, like, a bunch of people came in that come in maybe once or twice a year, you know, and the office was crazy. And those weeks are just like, my life is just like, I'm here and I'll be wherever you tell me to be whenever you tell me to be there. Um, one night we were supposed to go to Top Golf, or, or we talked about going to Top Golf, and then they called Top Golf, and all the bays were full. So mm. with like three hours notice, somehow it turned into me hosting a game night. I mean, somehow I should, I, I act innocent. I did volunteer, but it was kind of like, we could do this. And then they were like, yeah. And I was like, cool. Oh, so, you're like, you weren't supposed to take the first yeah. suggestion. <laughs> so I threw together. I mean, it was very cute. It was, I, I did a great job. And we, I had a charcuterie board. Oh. You can't even spell a charcuterie board, but I had one and I made fresh baked chocolate chip cookies and you know had chips and dips had little smokies in the crock pot it was great come to a party at my house folks they're they're a real blast i mean i will go into a 24 to 48 hour depression after the party but the party itself <laughs> top notch fantastic the party so. don't party don't stop until i go into a 24 yeah. to 48 hour <laughs> depression that's right that's right you know the post-party sads everybody's got those right that's normal that's healthy that's what my doctor says so um so that's it's been it man it's been crazy i uh i 
I don't know what life is anymore. Memorial Day was last weekend. That mm-hmm. felt weird. I don't know, man. It's all like being an adult wild. I will say I don't know how people May has be sped a, by. I don't know how people be an adult with like more stuff to do than I have to do. Because mm. like I don't have to do that much stuff when I really think about it. I don't I'm not beholden to anybody. I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. I I do have a wife though. I mean I have a oh, wife. Yeah. <laughs> she's beautiful. You've seen my wife. <laughs> but she's um, dying. That's right. She's beautiful, but she's dying. I didn't even want to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe uh, it? Oh well. Oh, but seriously, I was on the phone with my mom the other day. Sorry, folks, if you wanted a hockey content. But you want to catch up on our stories. lives. I was on the phone with my mom the other day. I, I love my mother, but this is the kind of person my mom is. I was like, she was like, what did you do today? And I was, and I was like, I don't know, because it was like three or four on a Saturday. So I had the mm. whole day off and I woke up at like, I don't know, nine. Like I slept in. And, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I don't know, I went to the gym, ate breakfast, did some laundry, went to the store, and she was like, it's just incredible how much you ac- I accomplish. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I was like I'm checking my notes. I was like, did I say I won the Nobel Prize accidentally? <laughs> I hate when I do that, you know, but like, uh, but yeah, to have an adult stuff, being an adult, wild. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It just it's. I look at high school kids get out of school, and I'm like, we're the same person, right? I'm just like a little bit older than you, but I'm not like that much older. I'm not, I don't know, say twice your age uh-huh. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Oh boy. Oof. Yeah. I was like, talking to my oof. CEO the other day, um, and I was like, "Do you reach a point where you realize you're a grown up? Because I'm not there yet." And I'm not sure I want to be, but I'm certainly not there. Mm-hmm. And so t- times where you're talking about something and you're thinking about like saving for retirement or something, and you're like, Jesus, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you gotta gotta invest in real estate. Yeah. Gotta uh, gotta work that into my 401k. Here's a lovely plot. You know, either for mm-hmm. real estate or for your grave. Can people <laughs> buy those too. I can't. I I don't know. Something about when people are like, this is what I want my funeral to be like, I'm kind of sort of like, let's not talk about that. Because like, also, I, in a weird way, I can legit look at you in the face and be like, I don't care. We're not going to do that for you because you'll be dead. I don't care that you broke your (laughs) elbow. I just, for some reason, when people talk in depth about their funeral, I'm always like, bro, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think any of what you're saying matters right now. I mean, we'll all do what you say, but like, it doesn't matter. So you'll just, you'll, you know, you'll be in the ether. Anyways. Yeah. So that's life, <laughs> you know, that's life. Why does uh, TikTok keep emailing me when I download a TikTok for one day, just to send something to somebody, probably to you. And then I got rid of TikTok because I was like, this is dangerous. And now it's still emailing me. It's like, come back. And I don't like it. You got on TikTok for a day? I did. And I know what was crazy is I'll scroll through Instagram. And that's pretty uh-huh. seamless. That's pretty whatever. But like, if you are used to scrolling through videos on Instagram, and then you go to TikTok and you scroll through videos, you will notice that oh, it yeah. is like 
much easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like faster. It's bad. And the and like looks better. better. And I'm just like, uh-huh. I was like, oh, wow. it's kind of like, it's kind of like watching like MLS soccer and then watching like Premier League soccer <laughs> where you're like, this is really good. And then you watch this the other same. one, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. I was like scroll. I I flipped through things so fast on TikTok, but I was like, no, 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 no. Get you need to get back on here. there. You need to get back on there. I demand it. I see you. I see. I see the what is it? That's only in Russia. What is? What do they call it in China? It's not the triple CP. It's probably like four C's because you got to put China in there somewhere. The Chinese Communist Central Committee Party quadruple cp i love it i'm super into that party honestly <laughs> if you were if you were any more distracted you would now be in uh the communist party of china that's right that's right i love communism that's what i keep saying just in case they're listening you know because you never know when they're listening <laughs> yeah, there's, you gotta splash you gotta splash that in here and there to talk straight in your phone communism okay with me <laughs> fine by me i know this was made in china so brother mao is a-okay oh, like, ni hao, baby ni hao. they're like brother that you're not he's your father shut that you you don't yeah. have that kind of relationship with him and then they kill me anyway you know so mm-hmm. there's no winning uh speaking of not winning that's something the toronto maple Leafs will continue to do because they've hired brad Treliving as their general manager cue the laugh track ian I let's not even do the Toronto thing for a minute here. I hate this league so fucking much, Ian. I hate it. I hate it so much. Toronto and Brett and Brendan Shanahan, they're supposed to be the smart ones. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be the think outside the box guys. They're the ones that hired Kyle Dubas. And now they're replacing Kyle Dubas and they're like, Who's literally the last GM that was fired? <laughs> literally the last GM that was fired. Is he still available? He's our guy. And look, Andy Strickland says they didn't talk to Doug Armstrong. They didn't even ask for permission to talk to Doug Armstrong. You've got to assume they would have been interested if they thought there was any chance. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just so boring. Come up with ideas, man. And yeah. you've got... Friggin' John Hines, you know John Hines will have a job within the year. Within one calendar year of today, he'll have a job. Because these people will not, there are 40 people at most in the world who they think are capable of being a general manager or a head coach in the NHL. Mm -hmm. And they're all the same tired white guys they've always been before. And the Nashville Predators... They friggin' had the same old tired white guy for like two decades. And they thought, you know what? He's finally retired. What if we replaced him with the coach who was here for two decades who has no qualifications to do this job? Oh, I hate this league so much. I hate it so much. We're going to talk about the Coyotes in a bit, and I'm going to talk about how much I hate that too. It's just a lot of hatred going on right now, Ian. But it's justified because fuck this league, man. Fuck it. Yeah, there's never any fresh ideas here. Like, I'm surprised that the Sharks managed to actually hire like a fresh GM um, last summer. Like, good for them for actually having someone. I, I, granted, it's a, a former player, a former player of theirs too, but at least it's like a younger dude, a guy of color, like just someone just outside the box. Um, I just can't, 
I can't really fathom why Brad Trilliving gets another chance this fast. I sort of understand giving him another chance somewhere down the line, somewhere. But like you're saying for Toronto, it's just, it's like a hard one to swallow. It's very Mike Yo for the Blues, where I'm like, if I'm a Toronto fan, I guess I'm like, eh, this could work. He's made good moves before and like he's been a, a GM for a long time. So, you know, he's got some experience and it's like, but in the back of your head, you're like, this is fucking terrible. This is like the worst idea ever. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be like, nope, nope, could be good though could be a good move and you're just pounding that positivity in your head um that's the thing that's so wild to me it's like i get it in the corporate world like in the corporate world if you're hiring someone with experience nine well maybe not nine times out of ten but at least like 70 percent of the time you're hiring someone who has been like laid off or let go Mm. somewhere else right because that's how jobs work but that's a pool of millions of candidates right in the freaking Ginny gm world you're literally hiring a guy whose team just missed the playoffs right they didn't miss mm-hmm. this year right yeah and, and and weren't good enough to you know make the playoffs and weren't in a position where they felt positive about the team you missed a team uh, you just hired the guy who has a roster that includes contracts like Eight years at $10.5 million for Jonathan Huberdeau. Seven, six more years at $7 million for a 32-year-old Nazem Kadri. Um, four more years at $4.9 million for Blake Coleman. They had the Milan Lucic contract until this year. And you might say, well, the, you know, Brad Living didn't sign that contract, but he did sign the James Neal one that he traded <laughs> for Milan Lucic. They've got um they've just got they're just a bad they weren't a well-run team and and on top of that i just don't (laughs) the other part of it is like the austin matthews thing is like the the um what's it called the sword of damocles wow look at that brand look at that brand the sword of damocles hanging above look it up kids great it was a great (laughs) reference if you don't know it it was top notch go look it up hanging above the heads of this entire organization and um and they're like well what if we let it what if we what if we hired a guy who just fucked up not one but two (laughs) major superstars leaving his franchise in the dust and i know the thinking is well he must have learned but what proof do you have what Mm. proof do you have i mean you're really gonna say that's what i mean it's like you're gonna say he's learned and you're like and and that's good enough for me is the fact that i think ah he probably learned the end sign him like just your own idea that that's possible um i He's just not that interesting. Like, even if he's okay, if he's like yeah. an okay GM, is he really gonna like propel this team into Can you really believe winning? that Brad Treliving's the guy that wins this team a Stanley Cup? There's no way you believe that. There's no, no way. And this and- is if you're Brendan Shanahan, this is also like you would think at least this is like your last bullet, right? Like this is your this is your last GM you can have because you were you came here and you brought in Lou Lamorello. And you then you had Dubas after him, and now this is your third GM, basically. Um, if it doesn't work out, especially like you said, if somehow Matthews leaves or they got to trade one of the big four, and it turns out that what they get back just isn't good enough, and they their performance dips and everything, like 
that's it for the Shanna plan too. Like as far as I'm concerned, the Shanna, the Shanna plan is already done. Like, cause yeah. this is definitely was not part of the Shanna it plan. Yeah. It's like nothing has worked. Uh, I mean, listen, I'll give as, as much crap as we give the Leafs and we've mm-hmm. given them funny. They've got a really good team. They've got a core of, oh, of yeah. superstar talent. They have, they have, obviously been dominant in the very loaded Atlantic division for four or five years in a row now, but their problems are still pretty glaring and have been the whole time. They've never had good goaltending. They chased off Freddie Anderson. who's was the best of the goaltenders that they've had and their defense, Morgan Riley is their number one defenseman and that's never been good enough, but that's not like the Shanna plan worked in the sense that he created a very viable team that could win a Stanley cup. Like the pieces are there. Obviously the pieces aren't there, but you know what I'm saying? Like you, you think about that chart of like the, we talked about it about the teams that like win a Stanley cup and they have like two great centers and a cornerstone D and an above average goalie. Like mm-hmm. they've got most of those things, but they just can't put it all together and it seems to me brad for living seems to me like the guy who's going to go out and you know what brad you know what brad for living's gonna fucking do this is exactly what brad for living's gonna do this oh my god i just figured it out you <laughs> embrace yourself this is so goddamn Ooh. smart this is exactly what he's gonna do this motherfucker, this motherfucker is gonna give a five-year like 5.5 million dollar per season contract to Ivan Barbashev this summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like proven playoff performer, baby. This is what this team needs. The town and listen, I love, I love Ivan Barbashev. But if Brad Living convinces himself the Toronto Maple Leafs are one Ivan Barbashev away from winning a Stanley Cup, and of course he will, because he did it with Blake Colvin, who's not even Ivan Barbashev. So like, what the fuck He's not even last about? year's Ivan Barbashev. That's right. Who was last year's, last year's, last year's Ivan Barbashev at this point? By the way, in case we don't talk about him, shout out to the man, because he is tearing it up these players. Oh, yeah. And, he has guaranteed himself a big ass contract this summer. Oh yeah, and he's, good for him. I love. He's it. done I mean, as I, much as you can do for a team and more. Just please, Ivan, sign sign for a team with good threads because I need to buy your jersey, but I can't fucking do it if you go to like Carolina, my guy. You know, uh, like I can't do it. You're so boring. Don't do it. <sighs> go somewhere but, fun. Yeah. Maybe be a Kraken, please. I was just thinking, I was like, you know what? I could see the Kraken being like, you know what? This is what we need. Vince Dunn, Jaden Schwartz, like Ivan Barbashev's the guy. Yeah. He's like, my best friend was always Jaden Schwartz. I'm like, what? How? Jayden that Schwartz, guy can't even speak. I was like, that's the one who can't read. <laughs> even the guy who can't even speak says speak something. Says something. <laughs> you just stand there. Um. But yeah, I mean, this is, I, I was on, um, I was on the uh, Let's Go Blues Radio podcast sometime in the last week or two. Go check it out. It was a lot of fun. I was on there with Jeff um, and another host from, shit, it's escaping me what blues podcast oh they were on. God. I'll figure it out right now. I gotta find out how to make money on this. I feel, <laughs> I hate this when I forget. So now I just have to look it up. Um 
uh, was it Blues NHL podcast? Nope, it wasn't that one. <laughs> I'll figure it out anyway. Um, <laughs> He's coming through the dark web. Anyway, I was on there and we were talking about this. We were talking about the Armstrong rumors when they were circulating and they were both very quick to be like, there's nothing here. It's, it's, it's doesn't make any sense. Now, look, obviously it didn't materialize. So that's fine. It didn't happen. That makes sense. They were right. But I do think people were real quick to write that off and man, that would have been the perfect hire for Toronto. Like that's the guy they needed. First of all, swing your nuts around as the Toronto Maple Leafs. Cause here's the thing that never connected with me. People were like, well, the blues would just say no. No, they wouldn't. No, that wouldn't. People, people acted like that would have been so easy for Tom Stillman to just be like, no, nah, man. Mm-hmm. If Doug Armstrong comes to Tom Stillman and he says, look, Tom, I've served this organization for 14 years, whatever it's been, a decade and a half, basically. I've I've brought you to the promised land. We went to the mountaintop together. I've done everything I can do for this team. I've set you up for this offseason and helped jumpstart your rebuilding process. I need to pursue this new challenge, and this is probably the last chance I'll get to basically climb the highest mountain in hockey and become yeah. a god. Like, if you win the Stanley Cup for the Toronto Maple Leafs, you are a god for forever. Um, and if he'd come to that, if he'd come to Stillman and made that request, I genuinely don't think Stillman could have said no. People acted like, oh, well, he's under contract. Who just says no? I fuck you. No, he does. That's not, <laughs> that's not real. So, like, the fact that they didn't even ask, like, that's just like, it just feels very, very much like they're just like the guy who's here. Let's hire him. The guy who's available. He's, he was like the first name around. too. He was the first yeah. name that leaked, well, and it was, was just like he was and literally the, the last guy fired. That's all the thought that went into it. Uh, and well, I guess technically the last guy fired was Kyle Dubas, so they put some thought into <laughs> it. But I said, "Look, it can't be Kyle. We just got rid of him." Yeah, I I just can't fathom where this is like a good move. I suppose he gets Matthews extended um sometime this season he gets Nylander extended he trades Marner for for a lot of really good pieces like I can see him being kind of like a buoy for this team and they they just kind of drift along but like that's the problem that they're already having is like they they've kind of hit a wall yes they made it into the second round this year which they hadn't done in 20 years or so but it was like that's just not that's just not enough at this point, especially in that market. Like it's one thing to say for us to say, like the blues need to make the playoffs next year and they need to have a big improvement. Otherwise, there's gonna be huge changes. Like there probably would be changes, but are they gonna be massive? Are there gonna be like fans like demanding it? And that's the Scott Trade Center doors or whatever that is, Enterprise Center doors, like banging them down, like demanding change. Like, no. But in Toronto, if they're if they even make the second round next year and they win like two games, heck I'd say if they make the second round next year and it's like a really good series and they lose that series, it's still going to be a fucking disappointment because they already made mm-hmm. it the second round. Oh yeah. I'm sure it's an improvement in how they look, but for that marketplace, that's not good enough. And I'm not even like making fun of them at this point with the core they have, I would agree. I would just be like, dude, this isn't enough. You have to do more. And I think um, Jeff Merrick made like a really good point on, either his radio show or one of his many other audio uh, treats that he puts out. But like, 
you this this marketplace like demands so much of you and so much of this franchise that you as a gm can't be acting like you would in other marketplaces where it's like hey i just got here i need like the year to figure out what we're doing like how the process works like you know what's what's going to be our plan of attack moving forward it's like you don't you don't have that luxury here you got to start making moves especially given the fact that you have two of your core pieces are up for a new contract next summer so like mm-hmm. and and you're stepping into a thing where it's like people are demanding change your core four they're demanding like you know you figure out your goaltending situation uh it sounds like they're keeping Keith as the coach which is kind of i don't even think Keith is like a problem but like it's kind of crazy that they're keeping Keith. That's that's the supposed rumor is that they're going to keep. Keith has that for been now. An out, Has that been since Tre Living? Um, yeah, I don't think he's God said anything because we'll see what they say tomorrow because they this have like a press conference. Damn. But like that's so obvious. That's such an obvious. But one. I think I think some of John Hines is available. For <laughs> <say>. <laughs> uh, he's out there, and he, that's the other thing too that they make these guys sound like they're fucking golden tickets. Like <laughs> if we don't get them, someone else will, and it's like. Okay. No, we can't. I'm like uh, Uh, such FOMO for no fucking reason. (laughs) Um, I just you know that the Leafs also only have seven forwards signed for next season. Well, that's the thing too. Like bunting those guys as sort of minor players, or they're not signing back. Like we already know O'Reilly with the way he talked during his like um, exit interviews. Like he's not coming back. Maybe they get oh, like yeah. McCabe. He's, back come, he's coming to St. Louis, baby. Maybe he so is he is for sure. He's hundred. Is that is that a good move? I don't know. I, for us, I don't know, but I want it. <laughs> Look, we ain't gonna be relevant uh, for a couple more years. Let him come. Let man, him come. And yeah, fuck this team. I'm talking about the Blues now. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get to fuck the Blues in a minute. <laughs> um. Yeah. This well, team- what I was gonna say with Keith though is like. The only reason to keep Keith is that that gives you a, like a bullet of change for the season. Things aren't going your way. Things don't look so great. You as the GM go, ah, well, you know what? I'm going to fire the coach and bring in a new coach. And they're like, if you get rid of them now and they suck, it's like, oh, well, you're already damned because you brought in your new coach. He blows. You're the new GM. You blow. It's like you have a little scapegoat. It's like, well, Keith's still here. So obviously, guys, that's the problem. We got to bring in... John Hines, like you said, we got to bring in someone that's just waiting to get swooped up. Mike Yo, come on down. Can you imagine? Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't. Ugh. I absolutely the, can. The process. All, but it's, seriously, there is like, there's all that talk about Spencer Carberry, who's their assistant. Fucking promote him. I don't care. Like, oh, he's the just, Washington Capitals coach now. Oh, is it official now? Yeah. Well, you missed your window then. Spencer Carberry. Uh, you know what? I think we've learned over the last four or five years in the nhl we've probably been learning this for eternity that letting the clock run out on something does not work for any well it works for the free agents it doesn't work for the teams yeah and we keep seeing it man how many times you gotta learn this lesson you let the (laughs) clock run out on kyle davis and apparently the plan always was to keep them to keep him they as elliot friedman reported it the other day their plan was we're letting there we're not renewing your contract now, but we plan to bring you back, but we're not renewing it now. So they let the clock run out, and Dubas was kind of like, I don't fucking know if I want to deal with you shits anymore. Mm-hmm. And and Shanahan got his feelings hurt, and then 
Dubas was kind of was like, all right, I will deal with you guys, but I need these concessions. And Shanahan was like, no, I'd rather have Brad Trilliving. Which again, I don't think Brad Trilliving is dramatically better or worse than Kyle Dubas. I think they're both kind of mid, but like that's a bad negotiation. Brad Trilliving let the clock run out on Johnny Goudreau. Fucking lost him for free because the every nobody, every nobody honestly believed he was coming back except Calgary somehow. Um, mm-hmm. you could have traded him a year or two out, made a killing. Uh, we let the clock run out on Alex Petrangelo, lost him for free. Like you, you when you do these decisions and you let the clock run down, you lose. And now they're gonna do the same damn thing with Alex Petrangelo. If you Austin have Matthews. a or sorry, Austin Matthews, thank you. If you have a star that you want to bring back, you need to bring them back on July first of the year before. For yeah. real, like, what are you doing? Or, or fucking trade him, trade him, and get a ransom for him. But you cannot. That is your entire franchise done. Like, you can't recover from losing Austin Matthews. You can't tell me, well, we kept. Nylander, Nylander for for eight million now, and we've still got Marner at ten five or whatever, and we've got Tavares for another year. Like that, you're not, you might not even be a playoff team. I mean, you probably not, but you might not be without Matthews. He's the core of your team, and like you can talk about the core four, you can talk about needing changes. The reality is that the problem isn't with those players; it's with the structure. And that is Kyle Dubas's fault, but that's been Kyle Dubas's fault for four or five years now. And we have just ignored it blithely. And by we, I mean the media. I remember listening to the Steve Dangle show when, you know, because it was such a drama for so long about signing those four guys, right? They brought in mm-hmm. as Tavares first, and then Dubas made his we can and we will keep all four guys statement. Mm-hmm. And that was such a mistake. And then they, he did freaking Nylander first, which was an even bigger mistake. And then like that, all the dominoes fell and he got the worst contracts for each guy. And when Matthews signed for five years or whatever it was at the time, I think it was five mm-hmm. that I'm, everybody, the dangle guys were all like, listen, I know people don't like that. It's five years. I know people don't like that. It walks them right up to UFA, but that's five years from now problem. Well, guess what guys, it's five years from now, now or four years from now, you know, and like, this is your problem now. And Austin Matthews is going to be the richest player in the NHL after this summer, one way or the other. And you have put yourself in a position where the only variable is whether he wants to be there, whether he wants to be there, which is something you can't really affect. You know, that's the thing too, is like, I always wonder about this thing where it's like, okay, well, we're not going to sign them yet because we've, for whatever reason and i'm assuming it's just like well they have all this leverage on us and you know we want to i i honestly don't know what is the reasoning the reasoning is they just don't want to have to do it right now that's like this is money we have to spend and spending money is for who look, matthews well yeah or for like any free agent well, i don't like, think matthews is willing to sign right now but well, like I'm even ready. like somebody like goodrow or whatever was he willing to sign back then i feel like he wasn't even really either at that point um, but they thought for sure they were keeping him Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know if he was or wasn't. But yeah, I think once you get to that point, they're unwilling. Yeah. Once you're, once you're like, extend them with, like you said, that summer, because once they're playing, like it's like all the, like they always say, they don't want to be talking about contracts and stuff. They just want to play. They'll have the agent figure it out. And it's like, you know what? Then it's just not getting done because they're, they're busy thinking about how they're playing. And then, too, if they, 
if they have a bad year, their their stock's really not going down that much, really. They're not gonna be like, well, you had a really bad year, mm-hmm. so we're not gonna pay you as much. Like, okay, I'm going to free agency where I'm will for sure get the money I want. That's like, well, fuck. Yeah. And or they have an amazing year and they go, hey, I'm actually even better than you thought I was. So now I want even fucking more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it doesn't work out for you either way. And it does make me kind of wary about the stuff unless the player is just adamant about yeah. like how much they just love the franchise. And there's not like, an, I don't know, you're a Philip Forsberg and you're like the only reason anyone thinks you're going somewhere else is literally just media being like, I don't know. He hasn't signed yet, but there's been zero smoke around you ever leaving. But even that is like, I feel like if you really adamantly love the franchise, you're already signed. Right. Like, I feel like the only way to be a hundred percent sure that somebody's staying is to go into that July 1st, the year before with a contract that needs to be signed that day. Cause after that, it's all random. It's all, everything you do can affect it. Training for Justin Falk pisses off Alex Petrangelo. You make the move because you don't have Alex Petrangelo resign. Now you've pissed him off. Now he doesn't want to resign. Now you've lost him. He's in a second. He's in his, he's in the Stanley cup final again, and you're missing the playoffs. Like, and that's something else we can talk about today. Cause uh, you know, we don't need to beat a dead horse, but terrible move, terrible decision. <laughs> Biggest mistake in the Armstrong tenure. You know, you, you let, you have to keep the stars. You mm-hmm. have to keep your best players. You let everyone else go. If Nylander doesn't want to stay, see ya. If Marner doesn't want to stay, see ya. But Austin Matthews is the one you have to keep and build around because Austin Matthews makes everyone else better. And have you heard this latest story that Dubas and Matthews apparently share an agent or share like an agent oh, yeah. organization? Yeah, same agency. Dude, if this guy loves Kyle Dubas as much as people say, seem to suggest he loves Kyle Dubas, why wouldn't this guy go to Pittsburgh when Kyle Dubas signs with Pittsburgh, which yeah. we know is happening? Like, why, why wouldn't he wait a summer and go be paid the highest put, highest salary ever in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh after after next season has an estimated, uh, let me see, thirty seven million dollars in cap space, <laughs> so they can afford whatever million dollar austin matthews and you have aging stars that are going to be off that franchise in the next couple years anyways that you're going to free up money with and you have you get to go be there you know austin matthews would get to go there he'd get to play with Sidney crosby during his final season or two he'd get to play with evgeny malkin during his final season or two and then when crosby retired they get to pass the c right to austin matthews and he'd be the new face of one of the most, you know, celebrated American franchises of the last 20 or 30 years. Why wouldn't he do that? Why does this is this is the Toronto egotism if at all? Why does this dude want to stay in Toronto? To pay higher taxes, to get criticized and shat on constantly, to play for a team that can't fucking get out of its own way and win a cup. Like, yeah, he bears some of the responsibility for that, also, but like, why deal with it? You know, mm-hmm. also any team Austin Matthews goes to is going to be a competitor. That's how good he is. And if you're and if you are a competitor at that level, that's how good you have to believe you are, even if you're not like he has to believe to be that driven and that successful. He has to believe that he makes the Arizona Coyotes a contender, you know, if he goes there and. It's just crazy to, I don't know, the whole thing's crazy. We've been going on about the Maple Leafs for too long, but 
anything you want to say to any of that? I was going to say, we have to talk about them because they're currently, I mean, even as of literally just today, like the biggest story yeah. in hockey. So, and, and it is something that sort of like, quote unquote, shakes the hockey world because it's a new GM with new ways of thinking and, and possibly new ideas for who they might trade and who they might not trade. And it, it's, I guess Kyle Dubas has a connection with us more than the Leafs have a connection with the Blues at this point. But you never know. Uh, True Living and, and Armstrong have made trades in the past. Um, most notably, I think, uh, trading Brian Elliott up there for a pick that turned into Jordan Kyrou. So, like, there's a possibility there's a connection there. But we'll see going forward. But, yeah, that's – I don't know. It's just – <laughs> I don't know why some years I'm like, maybe this will be a quiet year in Toronto. And it just it never – it never is. Yeah. Yeah, Steven, very true. Stephen, I want to talk about the Arizona Coyotes for a second. To go from like the franchise in the NHL to, uh, if you can say it any other way, the uh, franchise in the NHL. Uh, polar opposites, but both um, very much in the news, but for different reasons these last couple of weeks. The Arizona Coyotes were trying to get a arena built in Tempe. Um, the whole reason they were playing at Arizona State, University of Arizona, whatever the heck it is, that college um, at Mullet Arena was because they got booted out of their old arena, the Gila River Arena, because they did not own it. They were a tenant and they did not, <laughs> I think, make some payments. So they said, get out, you know, at, like, a, like a really healthy um, pro sports team does defaulting on payments um and they got booted out and the nhl had no plan so then they had to play and sign a deal with mullet arena or with the university to play there for three four or five years as this tempe arena was getting built but lo and behold the tempe arena wasn't guaranteed to be built there had to be a referendum there had to be a vote within tempe to see whether or not the uh people of tempe wanted this to even be built um, along with this this arena, it was going to be like, I, I don't know if it was going to be casinos, it was going to be like um, apartments, it was going to be a shopping district, it was going to be a whole thing. It's your, it's your SoFi Stadium, you know, layout of the future with all these, these new stadiums. And so Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes, um, the NHL thought, hey, we're gonna we're gonna rile up the voters. We're gonna get the voter base activated. We're gonna say we're gonna vote for this. This is the the biggest deal, um, sports deal in Arizona state history. You know, of course you want this. This is gonna generate so much money for the state for Tempe. Um, why wouldn't you vote for it? Well, they didn't. They voted no, <laughs> a resounding no um, from folks that are generally just of the older generation that don't really give a shit about hockey in in arizona probably don't really care that much about sports in arizona period but they're they're the tempe voter base that came out and voted and that tempe arena is not happening that was the plan as far as we know in the nhl there is no other plan <laughs> for the arizona coyotes i mean the current plan is they will play at mullet arena next year and there's been spitballing plans of like wow the NHL and Gary Bettman might talk to the new owner of the uh, Phoenix Suns 
about maybe allowing the Arizona Coyotes to play there and retrofitting that stadium to be uh, be able to be used for hockey because apparently they did use that in the past, but it didn't work well. It wasn't good for hockey, really bad sight lines, things of that nature. So they'd have to have that whole place updated so that hockey could be played there. Um, there was also rumors that if that were to be the case, they would want the Arizona Coyotes ownership to sell the team to the, the Suns oh, owner because they don't want to have another situation where the Coyotes are a tenant of a stadium or an arena and not actually uh, the owners of said arena. That is, that's the plan. That's the quote unquote plan. That is not actually a plan. There is Gary Bettman has not come out and said, that's what we're doing. The NHL has not released any statement saying that's our plan. That is just, media pundit saying that's probably what they'll do that's probably the next course of events but we have probably come as close as we ever have to the coyotes actually moving for once because they are gonna yeah multiple media folks have have put it at a very high likelihood high chance percentage that they're not going to be there as coyotes past this year um because if, if straight up of the Suns owner says, I don't want them here, I like, I don't have no interest in this. And why would he? <laughs> Honestly, why would the Suns, did they not, were they in the finals? They didn't, did they win they one recently? The they were in the finals recently. I don't think yeah. they won. Like, that's like a franchise that actually has like some recent success. And it's the NBA too. Like, it's the NBA, it's in Phoenix, which, which is a huge, you know, market. Um, not a market for hockey. This is an aside. I find that freaking hilarious that people are like, I think it was Elliot Freeman was like, you know, the NHL just loves being in Arizona because it's one of the biggest markets in America and they don't want to mm-hmm. abandon that market. And I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter if it's huge and no one cares. I like, yeah. I don't want two guys one cup to abandon freaking the Beijing market because there's a billion people that live in Beijing oh fuck but no one cares about our podcast so it doesn't fucking matter I don't understand that logic I'm like okay well what are you doing to get people interested oh well nothing really okay well then who gives a shit um so yeah I mean literally the other spitballed plans are well the Salt Lake City the um Salt Lake City Jazz or the Utah Jazz owner uh has some interest in an NHL team and he's actually wanting to get an NHL team there at some point probably was probably hoping for expansion honestly and not having to buy and relocate a team uh there's Mm. been talks of like a team in Sacramento there's been talks of a team in Houston and Kansas City it's all opening back up again and these things are not slowing down um things have gone kind of quiet around the Arizona Coyotes recently I'd say in like the last week or two but around the time this vote took place and failed, it was like about middle of May, May 16th, I think. It's been, it's been mayhem there. And on top of it all, the Arizona Coyotes um, Twitter admin, which I get is just some <laughs> random human. I get it. I get it. It's just you or me has this job for the Arizona Coyotes. We're just tweeting. But I do think sometimes that people lose focus on this is supposed to represent your team though a little bit like you know it's the whole like yeah. when we when we go on a band trip or we yep. go on a we go on a whatever trip and we go to parkway southwest middle school you got to be on your best behavior because you're representing parkway yeah. south middle school when you're here there were and a lot of people sorry go ahead no it's like you're some little kid but like they'll they'll drill it in you you're representing 
this foundation, this, this, yeah. you know, monolith. What can you tell, say what the account actually did? Cause we, oh yeah. Covered so yeah. So the account basically <laughs> said, pack, we want to hear from you. Where should the counties build our new home? And they were all like actual places within Arizona, Mesa, Scottsdale, Chandler, Gilbert, Scottsdale got the most votes, but probably because Scottsdale A is fun and B should be where they're at in the first place. Um, but it was kind of funny because it was like, okay, well, like they're, they're, none of these are actual viable options. Then later on, uh, they had a tweet the next day that said, Pack, if this tweet gets 20K likes by the end of the day, we will leak our new arena plans. And part of me was like, really? Oh my God, they actually have new plans already? Like, how can this be true? And when they leaked them, it was a Rickroll. It was a Rickroll, which is funny. And they got me. I got to admit, that was the best Rickroll I've had in a long time. But I was like, oh no. Oh no. I saw a lot of people who were like, this is just Twitter. You got to lighten up. This is hilarious. Bro, nah, not for me, guys. Like, it is hilarious for you and me. Fucking hilarious, man. Mm. If my team was doing that when they were pretty obviously going to relocate and they were, I love that team. They were my heart and soul. I'd be fucking furious, man. Like, I don't even know if the Rams had Twitter when they relocated, but if they were like, oh, 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 see you later, folks. (laughs) We're going to LA, baby. (laughs) The city of Tinseltown. Yeah. I have been even madder about it than I already was, you know? Like, I don't know. It's just, I get that it's just stupid Twitter stuff, but like, it's, it's been a big troll job. And I get that it's like one of those things where like it's making everyone angry and annoyed, which is the whole point of a troll and all that. But it's just kind of weird. You're talking about it. Yeah. It's, it's just weird that it's like the official Arizona Coyotes Twitter. I mean, it's the same one that's doing all these jokes. And the next time they got to say, happy birthday, uh, you know. Carl Vamelka, we hope you have the best day ever. And it's like, can't wait to see Molderino rocking with the best fans in the world soon. And they show like an actual, you know, clip package. Good luck uh, in the 2023 Memorial Cup to two of their prospects and like all this stuff that's professionally put together. And then in between that, it's like, where should we relocate? The ocean? That's like, oh my God. I just, I'm very interested to see what people do with all these tweets when they do actually move <laughs> it's like well yeah. here you go i'm just curious when that's going to be because they pretty I, much made it sound like oh well they'll play a mullet this year for sure but it's like that you have to why have would a, you man you, you have if to you, have a plan by like you have to have a plan literally before the season starts like you can't yeah. be going into the season pretty much like a ufa and be like well what's happening next year it's like well we don't know and the whole point too to that like that uncertainty is like the NHLPA is pissed. Like even uh, Clayton Keller's dad, did you see this? Clayton Keller's dad tweeted out something about like Clayton's not playing for like the Coyotes anymore. He's like requesting a trade. And then he uh-huh. came out and he was like, oh, my, my Twitter was hacked. was hacked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, what they, did they say that on, I think they said it on like Steve Daniels. Like if your Twitter gets hacked, it's like porn, 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 porn. Here's like dick pics, like buy crypto, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They don't, they don't do like, <laughs> They don't say exactly what people think you probably want to say. <laughs> no one's hacking our Twitter account. It's like, here's the new episode. Two guys one cup. And it's like, oh, it was just an old episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Twitter was hacked. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
We got him. I was like, with all uh, due respect, it worked 150. (laughs) I just don't. It's just so weird. There's other players supposedly that they no one will disclose who they are that have complained last year about like. Well, Logan Cooley's not coming. Yeah, Logan Cooley's going back to college. Oh, people do that all the time, and I'm like, yeah, but. Not if, not if you're like a top three prospect and say you're playing for Boston. You're like, oh, yeah. And also, you've team. already done all your stuff for college. Didn't he win or run or oh, he was, with, he was with the Minnesota. So I guess he got to the final at least. Didn't he win a run? But wasn't he the Hobie Baker winner too or the runner up? I guess Fantilli won it and he was a runner yeah. up. But like, um, this is the thing. This is the thing about the Arizona Coyotes. They have sucked for a decade. And this is how and why teams relocate. The same thing happened for the Rams. Now for the Rams, it was on purpose. And that may sound conspiratorial, but I will believe that till my dying day. They actively tanked the franchise in order to relocate. But with the Coyotes, like who was who was your voter base for this big new stadium? It wasn't Coyotes fans, all six of them. And look at, <laughs> I don't want to take pot shots at Coyotes fans because that's like the easiest thing in the world to do. But like, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why the NHL tried all, tried to make this a thing for so long. And now, you know, they, all the reporters made a big deal when, when they, lost the vote all the statements came out and they all said you know like yada 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 we're so sad to hear about this we'll come up with plans yada yada but they no notably didn't say and we're committed to keeping hockey the nhl in arizona which is something all the nhl statements have said before and it's like bro because you can't be because you've tried 15 <laughs> things they fucking failed and you're playing in a college fucking rink with eight thousand seats how do you not have more shame than this? <laughs> this is your legacy, Gary Bettman, because you keep beating this dead horse. The thing doesn't have skin on its bones anymore. The bones are its money. <laughs> so are the worms. And it, I just, it is, I I don't, I uh, this is the flip side. I can't remember if it was on or off camera where we were talking about like being an adult and how you're grown up and that sort of stuff. This is the flip side of this, of that conversation where I'm like, I am 32 years old. Gary Bettman is 97 and has been the NHL commissioner since 1842. And yet he can't see the things that I and you and everyone on Twitter can obviously see. And listen, people on Twitter aren't always right. I'll go so far as to say people on Twitter are usually wrong, but I've always, always, this is such a 32 things, 32 thoughts thing to say. I've always believed this. I've always maintained that if everyone is saying you're wrong about something, you are probably wrong. <laughs> you're probably just wrong. It's probably not that you you've got the secret plan. You know, mm. like everything isn't an episode of the Black West. You're probably just wrong. <laughs> and everybody's been saying, well, the media won't say it because they're you know cucked by NHL basically. But like everybody else will say, this is so stupid. Why are they trying this? And they just keep trying it and it just keeps failing. And I don't, if you want to fold the franchise and re-expand it, I don't care, but you have to end this experiment because it's 
only going to get worse. Clayton Keller won't be playing there next season. Logan Cooley won't be playing there next season. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like at a certain point, if if your players are just upset with the situation, you as like the NHLPA have to like intervene, in which case that's going to force the NHL's hand. And it's like, it's just, it's all downhill from there or it's all movement from there it's like there's you can't just sit there and be like well you know oh well like your team's just actively getting worse because you just don't know what's going on with your team or you're not making strides to make things better for the players um and the whole situation and honestly like yeah for fans too like you're playing in a college arena that as much as it's like a unique experience like last year that wore off like after like halfway through the season at most and it's just it's not fun for anybody. Like it's, it's a joke. It's a joke to your own players. And like, that, like that in and of itself should be enough to be like, this is your product. This is what you like pride yourself in as the NHL. And this, this whole team most likely is just like, this is so dumb. And it's like, for what, like, why are you doing this at this point? Like, it's just embarrassing. It was already embarrassing before, but at least you had like an actual arena. But like, oh, it's just empty though. But now it's just like, you don't even have your own arena the players complain about even like the away um, locker room being like just in the middle of a larger room, but with like sheets around it. Like, it's just (laughs) why, like, why don't do this? Like, if anything, like why you as the NHL, can't you like look at the owner who owns this team? Like, dude, this is like, don't they do this in other leagues where it's like, if this is what happens with the owner, like, dude, this is unacceptable for a franchise of this league. Like we're going to like make you sell or we're going to make you make improvements or something like at this point, the NHL should just be pissed at they should they have to be pissed at themselves because they've fucked themselves over. They put themselves in this position. But if they hadn't, and they would just been like, well, the owners just suck all the time. It's like, okay, well then we have to go somewhere else. Does anyone want to own this team in this market? And it's like, no, not really. Or they don't want to do enough to keep it there. Okay, well then you have to move the team. And like, is really the only is the only reason it's kept there is because well, fans though, and it's like well, fans, though, to everything. Well, fans, that like, it's like, okay, yeah, but you're literally, as a business, losing money. You're hemorrhaging money from this one team. You have to do something. And it, it just seems like this Tempe vote has finally forced their hand to be like, well, I guess I guess this big stinking pile of shit over here has to be tended to now, um, even though we've tried to put a fucking cherry on top of it and call it ice cream. Like, it's just not going to work. Um and I'll be excited to see the Salt Lake City Coyotes. I don't know. I think there's a ring to it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I also think don't change the name because you didn't change the Jazz's name. And now that's like uh, your thing. I want yeah. to get another team that's like the fucking... Coyotes makes more sense for Salt Lake City than... Yeah. I want them to get some other team, though. I want them to get like the the Tampa Bay Rays have to play there. And they're like, yeah, we're the Salt Lake City Rays. Like That's... that's we keep the names. That's our, that's our shtick. <laughs> I like it. That'd be great. Ah, yeah. What a, what a league. What an embarrassment. Let's move on to something else to talk about. Um, Andrew Brunette is the new head coach in Nashville. I hate to say it. Good hire. I don't know why it took years, I guess. Was Brunette on, he was with the devils, right? Right. So he yeah. was gone two weeks ago. Um, I mean, this is the thing about coaching is like, you and listen it seems to have worked out for the panthers but you had a guy take you take over your team 
early in the season, but technically mid-season. Are you drinking boba tea, motherfucker? It's green tea. It's green tea. Does it have fucking bubbles? No, it's got lychee fruit in it, so I will eat that, though, on camera, into the mic. But milk and cereals too fucking far. Yeah, what are your thoughts? What's your thoughts on on boba, Stephen? On bubble tea? Listen, listen, I don't even think I'd hate it. I just, I... I, you know, I have, I get triggered when food is forced on me, even politely, even lovingly, even <laughs> carefully, even caringly, you know, when it's one of these, you got to try it things. I don't want to try it. I promise I don't want to try it. You know, <laughs> the problem is I don't got to try anything. Let me drink my, my own water way. and diet Coke in peace. Um, I don't like squishies in my drinks either. <laughs> uh-oh, food, uh-oh. food should be one texture, you know? Well, that's hard. Um. Anyway, that was a diversion. But you know, this guy rises, brings your team to the presence trophy. Obviously, you get eliminated in the second round. That's embarrassing. He gets fired. That guy needs to wait a year for a job. But I swear to God, if John Hines isn't hired before the summer's up, I'll be shocked. You know. Oh, yeah. I just, I just don't get it. Also, um. It was Jason Martin of the Blues Hockey Podcast who I was on with. Uh, we got it him. was very important to me that I figure that out, okay? I'm sorry. Um, this Kyle Dubas story is wild. I got to read this a little bit because... Um, so the story is apparently Dubas's agent works at the same company that Austin Matthews' agent works at. Oh, yeah. And this is this is such an NHL statement here, such a like NHL-affiliated statement. One agent who requested anonymity said, uh, this is clearly prohibited under the regulations. It is an unwritten, understood, and longstanding practice. Motherfucker, if it's unwritten, it ain't fucking clearly prohibited. I'm so dumb. That's such an NHL thing to be like, yeah, there's no actual rules against this, but nobody does it. It's such, it's like the offer sheet thing. It's like, no, this is like a legitimate part of the game. We just don't do it. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, but I'm going to do it. I think Friedman pointed out too that this happens, this is present in a lot of other sports Mm. and it's fine. Like the NBA has lots of agencies that uh, represent coaches and players and things like that. And like, no one gives a shit. But of course the NHL is like, this is compromising our entire league. Also, it's like, it's like orders of magnitude. Like, okay, so this guy gets like a $5 million contract for Kyle Dubas, and then a guy down the hall gets a $95 million contract for Austin Matthews. Like, it's not the same thing. Um, did you have anything you wanted to say about Andrew Brunette? Uh, good hire. I like him better than John Hines. Yeah, I mean, but John Hines gets hired by Anaheim. I'll say good hire. I like John Hines. That's right. And good hire will. for them. You know that he will. I sometimes wonder for some of those guys, though, if they get hired just because they're very fireable. Like, mm. like An- Anaheim can hire John Hines for two years and when it's time for them to actually compete. They can be like, okay, thank you, bye. You mm. know, um, Andrew Brunette did play 77 games for the Nashville Predators, though. So, you know, this. this did you know he scored the first goal in uh, Nashville Predators history? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Very cool. So we only bring top brass back top onto this team. That's right. Um, let's talk about the Stanley Cup final. And first of all, let's talk about the conference finals. Ian, 
did I say about the Carolina Hurricanes or did I say about the Carolina Hurricanes <laughs> that that team is looks unbeatable until they get beat? It's every true. single year, every single year we do this where it's like they're they're oh man, they're scary. Man, they're they're tough. Who's going to knock out mm. the Carolina Hurricanes? I don't know, somebody, somebody will. Definitely somebody will. <laughs> I was astounded. I don't think I heard a single person who wasn't like when coming in, like, oh yeah, Florida's hot, but I think Carolina wins this series. Like, how can you top them? I'm like, have you ever seen Carolina before? <laughs> they're also, they're missing their two best players, like, or two of their, you know, very significant players, one of their two best players. Like, I don't know. It's so dumb. It's I feel so like dumb. this whole playoffs too, they've had trouble scoring. Like they had trouble scoring against Islanders. They they had some higher scoring games against the Devils, but I think that's a worse defense there. But like Florida with Bobrovsky and like the way that their defense is playing, it was like Sergey Bobrovsky. Yeah. Peak crap, peak Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, this Smythe winner. This dude is gonna pay off an eighty million dollar contract <laughs> in two months. <laughs> and and by the way, I will argue if if they win the cup, yeah. I, hundred percent worth it. Yeah. So there will be people out there. I know because we've seen them on Blue's Twitter this week. That's like it's not worth it for one cup. It's worth it for one oh, yeah. cup, bro. 100%. I get. I I may have said this already. I know I've said something similar to this before, but like I'd give Zach Sanford an eight-year, ten million dollar contract if he'd win. A, if we're guaranteed to win a cup because of it, you know, like if you just told me one. I know it's hard to believe, but in the 2027 20, 28 playoffs, Zach Samford's going to turn into Gordy Howe for two weeks. I'll be like, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, Maybe sign him for whatever. Cup, I'll pay him whatever. In any case, um, Barlowal or Barlowal, Vabrowski, I think, is one of the best stories of the playoffs. Um, that whole team, Matthew Kachuk's become an absolute superstar. Good for him. Um, sucks that he's not here, but. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about Jamie Benn, too. One of the absolute biggest pieces of filth in the NHL. Like, for all the heat Brad Marchand takes, at least Brad Marchand has the balls to own who he is. Jamie Mm. Benn is such a fucking coward. I'd say Brad Marchand also has, like, as as much charisma as you can have as a hockey player. I'm like, hey, he's got a little bit of, like, a little bit of a, like, self-awareness of who a he is and what he is energy. Yeah. yeah yeah fun rat energy he's like a character he knows he's like the heel and he like plays into it jamie ben's like just a piece of shit <laughs> just like your 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 stereotypical dumb hockey he guy he didn't say anything which makes sense because using his tongue is not something he's very fond of and then hey, hey, hey <laughs> got it in there and then he didn't say anything on the night of the penalty he refused to speak to the media and then the next day or a couple days later he spoke to the media and i thought jamie you should have kept your fucking mouth (laughs) shut because his explanation was i'm sorry i fell on the guy with my stick like bro grow the fuck up man i feel like media have to do something i'm always like dude isn't someone gonna be like bro don't lie like and we know you're lying just like don't lie that literally why are they there I, and they're always like we can't we can't jeopardize oh yeah we don't want to like our relationship with the player what relationship do you fucking need with jamie ben man yeah like tell him to his face you're full of shit he tried this is one of those things where it's like we talk about we make such a big deal out of 
charging hits to the head, which we should. We should. We absolutely mm-hmm. should. This could have crippled a man. It literally, Mark Stone mm-hmm. has back and neck issues, doesn't he? And that's yeah. what he did it to. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I, I'm no fan of Mark Stone particularly, but I don't want to see the guy's career or life cut short or altered. Fortunately, he seems to be okay, but like, it was so like the two game suspension was not enough. It was I'm I'm proud of the NHL that it wasn't nothing. Well, right. then it was effectively a three. It was a low bar, low three bar, game, three game suspension technically because he did miss basically all of the game he did it in. But just like, oh wow! I mean, what an idiot! Just he's he's never been a particularly. Yeah smart player and i just can't i think that's the big thing i'm like you're gonna do this in a game that what game was this was this game game? three and they were already down one nothing or very early yeah you're gonna do this like win game with like 17 minutes left on the clock of just the first period yeah like in front of a ref and like get like even he even gets tossed and he's not like in shock. He's not like arguing with the ref, like, oh my God, he like knows. He's like, oh yeah, fucking red mess is that great. It's just like, that's your captain, that's your leader. And then the Dallas Stars supposedly rally around the fact where they're like, we gotta, we gotta push this series so that he can get back in the in the series. For what? For him to do some more dumb he shit. Sucked in the next game and they got their shit kicked in. Yeah. The Dallas Stars, I know they made the bubble stanley cup playoffs but they are kind of like i just feel like the two times we play them in 16 and 19 and this series here it's like they just they're kind of very much like the carolina hurricanes in a a certain sense where they're like unstoppable and then they just just a wet (laughs) fart all of a sudden like i can't believe that was a game six they had to win at home and you get shut out in it uh-huh. Six nothing, but I can't believe it, and I get this. Is... <laughs> we did the same damn yeah. thing to him. Didn't I we? know that's a, a <laughs> quite a bit of a different team, what have you, but still, that's like, yeah, we beat them at home in a game seven handedly in 2016, and they were close. You know, it was a nail biter in 2019, but they lost that one too, and it's just like they lost the game that they should have won or they should have shown up for in game six at home to close it out. We fucking scored like three quick ones on them. I was like, eh, well, that's game. Like they just don't have that killer instinct that like last sort of like, oh damn, we, they got us. Like even Rupa Hints, um, Joe Pavelski guys that scored nonstop just kind of dried up in that they need series. To take the knife and jab <laughs> it into their eye and through their brain and kill them. Best quote. I, best army quote. I just think. They hired Pete DeBoer and they got what was coming to him. For real, that guy, four of the last five years, he's gotten to the conference final and has lost with one team or another. Like, in fact, however many years ago, it was was with the freaking Golden Knights. Yeah. Like, and then before that, it was with the Sharks. And like, he made it to the the, uh, playoffs against, or to the Stanley Cup final against, uh, who was it? The Kings when he was the Devils coach. They lost that too. Like, he's, a rung above he's a playoff um bruce boudreau great playoff performances excellent he'll get you in the playoffs he'll get you far in the playoffs which you're not winning the cup (laughs) and it's like he'll be there next year they'll be a little bit worse they'll fire him he'll go to some other team they'll you know he'll go to he'll go to freaking washington when they fire 
Cadbury egg and they'll fucking they'll get to the final or they'll get to the Eastern Conference final and they'll lose or whatever. Oh, you know where he'll go? He'll go to the Rangers when the Rangers fire Laviolette and they need somebody else. Yep. yep. Um feels right. But yeah, it's Laviolette God. I was if we'd had this podcast when that hiring, I would have gone 45 minutes. <laughs> Just like you still could. It's it's not official or anything. It's still, uh, you know, it's in the barrel. I just, well, I'll save it. I'll save it for when they do it. Oh, we need that God. summer content. God almighty. But I mean, I think you, you mentioned it in the tweet that you sent out, but like, as far as this final goes, I'm hoping that as much of a copycat league as the NHL seems to be every year, where it's like, oh, the Boston Bruins are big and strong. We got to get big, big and strong. Oh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are, are fast and score a lot. We got to be fast and, and score a lot or whatever. I hope that GMs are looking at the Vegas Golden Knights and looking at the Florida Panthers and they go, hey, here's two teams that have just sacrificed life and limb to get better and get as far as they can like, and make crazy deals. And they got to the finals that way. And it's like, please, please replicate that. It doesn't even have to be the Blues, just other teams, just so I can see the pandemonium that occurs this summer. Because Vegas, I mean, Vegas has been doing this since day one, right? Like they've they've mm-hmm. got, you know, as much as we've chided them for like how they treat some of their players, it's also from an outside perspective, sort of admirable that they're just like, we just want the cup. Like, fuck the players. We're just, we we got rid of Flurry. Um, we, we've got rid of, or we, you know, we let Perron walk. We, we let some other guys walk. We, we moved people around. We traded, we traded for, um, What's his name? Pacioretty. Then we can mm-hmm. freaking toss Pacioretty to the Wolves. But we got Mark Stone. We got Jack Eichel. We've got Alex Petrangelo. Um, we've got all these stars, and we're loading up because we want to win, and that's the whole point is winning the Cup, and that's our goal. We, that's all we want. We don't care otherwise. And then you have Florida, who isn't quite you know down that path that far, but they're the summer they said we have a hundred you know hundred twenty something point left winger, the most points a left winger has ever scored in NHL history. We've got Mackenzie Weger, who's a great defenseman. We're going to trade both of them. We're going to trade both of them for Matthew Kachuk and take a huge swing. And it worked out. It's worked out very well for them. Um, and both these teams are now in the final. And you just have to kind of hope that other GMs are like, you know what, that worked for them. I hope that works for us. It probably won't. But that's no. not the point. The point is that it makes the league fun and it makes it interesting. You see leagues like um, the NBA where they, the players just move right and left and it makes for interesting off seasons. It makes for fun off seasons. And I kind of want more of that from the NHL, especially in a league that has a, you know, a salary cap that's not moving up very much. Eventually you are going to have to start mixing and matching. You're not just going to be able to bring in UFA pieces because you're just not going to have the money. You're just going yeah. to look hard, long and hard at your team and be like, well, we have these three players each making six, seven, eight million dollars a year. They're four of our team. F it. We, that's not working. We'll get some different six, seven, eight million dollar players in here. Um, it's, it makes for a much more they're, fun league. They're also proof just in general that like you can always do shit. Mm-hmm. Like we always talk about like, oh, well, these teams are tied by the salary cap. No, they're not. The the Golden Knights have been flaunting the salary cap since they existed. Yeah, it seems like they, they don't really give a shit. About friggin' it. 
friggin' and and Florida had every right last summer to just be like, we're bringing back Brunette, we're bringing back Huberdeau, we're bringing back Weger, we're reloading and we're doing this again. And they were like, you know what? Nope, we're not gritty enough. It's not going to work. We need Matthew Kachuk. Let's go get him. And they did it. And now they're in the Stanley Cup final. So, Ian, who's going to win this thing? I, w- I want it to go be- ahead and say it, you coward. It's the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, I, 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 I want the Florida Panthers to win. That's who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the Cats. I'm rooting for Kachuk. I'm rooting for Bobrovsky. I'm rooting for Barkov. I'm rooting for all of them. But I just feel like. I just feel like the Golden Knights have a, a more complete team, but the the Panthers, though, I thought Carolina's going to beat the Panthers. I thought the Maple Leafs, honestly, when they made it in the second round, I thought they were going to beat the Panthers. I mm. definitely thought Boston was beating the Panthers, so like <laughs> I shouldn't, I really shouldn't doubt the Panthers at this point, even though my brain's like, well, what are they? Are they going to beat the Vegas Golden Knights? Like, yeah, motherfucker, they beat the last three teams. <laughs> um, it's if they win, I can't say that. If the Florida Panthers win, I can't sit and be like, by God. I'm sure lots of people will. I'm sure they'll be like, wow, I just can't believe it. And it's like, well, if you're talking about from the beginning of the season and last summer to now, I agree. But if you're talking about the playoffs we just watched, I totally believe it. Freaking yeah. Bobrovsky's been insane. Probably, quite honestly, if he plays this well in the finals and they lose, still Conn Smythe. I think still uh-huh. Conn Smythe winner. Um, MVP for sure. Like Kachuk's played amazing. I think you can't really you can't look past the Panthers' defense. They've played super well in front of Bobrovsky. Like they talked a lot about how the Panthers' defense did fantastic against Carolina for just basically not letting them even come close to the blue paint. It's like, well, every single shot from the point it was like a spreading of the the sea. It was just like, oh, Bobrovsky staring straight at it. Yeah. There's nobody there deflecting anything. No one's taking his eyes away. If you're Vegas, I think that's like your number one goal. It's like you obviously have the talent to score. You're a pretty complete team. Um, you just need to like get in Bobrovsky's kitchen and, you know, I'm not advocating rough stuff, but, you know, a bump here, a bump there. And that's that's probably what you got to do. And that's something Carolina never did. Toronto never did. Um, that's what you got to hope for. And then, yeah, I think Vegas, I mean, fuck, Jack Eichel looks really good. Petrangelo's probably been their best player, even though, you know, it's not the point. I see people being like, well, he's not their best player. They haven't put up a lot of points. I'm like, dude, he's playing like 30 minutes a night. He's looked great. Um, Freaking Ivan Barbashev, I had to look this up because I was like, well, he probably did pretty good with us, right? He probably did have pretty good playoffs. And he did. He he did um, on the ice visually. When you watched him, looked great in 2018, <laughs> 2019. He only had six points, three goals, three assists. Fucking he's six goals, nine assists. He got 15 points in these playoffs, 15 points in 17 games. He's on another level in these playoffs. He's looked fantastic. I think he's playing with Eichel too. So, I mean, I'm sure that helps a little bit, but it's like, holy crap, man. Like we talked about earlier, that dude's getting paid this summer. Um, a nice tidy bit of business done by the Vegas Golden Knights picking up by oh, Um so Man, it's hard. I just have a hard time picking against the Golden Knights because I feel like they've just really picked apart the teams they played. Like, I just feel like they've really, like, who did they play in the first round? Who was it even? The Kings? No. Who did they play in the first round? The Jets. Yeah. I mean, the Jets were no threat to them <laughs> at any point, so I guess it's not the best one. But, like, the Oilers, they managed to 
but to pick that team apart offensively, shut them down. Um, Dallas was also, you know, felt like it was going to be a hard victory. They, they beat them too. I think this going to be a, a tough one. I'm going to go ahead and say seven games because I do feel like it definitely could go either way. Um, again, I'm rooting for Florida, but I'm, I hope there's a lot of folks watching this. Like I don't, subscribe to the whole idea where there's all these canadians that are they're like well this sucks no one's gonna watch it blah 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 that's like yo dude without the other without what are we at now without the other 25 american teams you don't have a league so just shut the fuck up um vegas is like a huge draw florida even though they're like a, it's like a niche sport in a giant humid peninsula like they still have fans there's still people interested like Mm-hmm. I can't say that it's, I can't say from watching them play live there, like on TV, that it feels like, oh, no one really cares. It's like they seem invested. So I don't know. I just hope it works out because I think having a lot of eyes on this series is just going to like up DNHL's interest in moving into like other markets that are maybe less traditional, say like Houston or, or things like that. So I'm excited for it. It's the most Southern NHL stanley cup final ever um even these like conference finals all four teams are south of the the mason dixon line so it's like cool that's fun i i enjoy that and it's just cool knowing that either vegas or florida are going to win their first cup rather than having to think Mm -hmm. about oh it's going to be fucking tampa again or oh boy here comes boston like snooze it's like cool someone gets to have that I hope it's, I was going to say Matthew Kachuk lifting it. I guess it'd be Barkov first, but whatevs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If it's um, Barkov, it goes straight. If it's Barkov, it goes straight to, to Bobrovsky. Yeah, probably you got to give it right to Bobrovsky. Or, or do you give it, you know, no, 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 no. It doesn't go straight to Bobrovsky because this is how hockey works. Of course, it should go to Bobrovsky. He's the one who fucking won you the cup. So, of course, you should fucking hand it to his ass. But they'll give it to fucking Mark Stahl or whatever. They'll be like, who's the oldest? No, but he's won one before. Mark Stahl? Both the Stahls won in Carolina, I think. No, I think Mark was with the Rangers. Was I swear I just heard that they both won one. Really? Check. Man, I don't know. You could be right, but I like you. I guess right. I I guess you're right. Because Mark's been with the Rangers and the Red Wings. So you're right. Would have been. Mark Stahl's hobo looking ass. Like, get over here, Mark, you old piece of shit, you. Which they have another stall, right? Is it Eric? Yeah, they got the right other now? one. He's the one. He's he won it with Carolina, obviously. I like how Carolina had Eric Stahl, and then they had Eric and Jordan Stahl. Now they just have Jordan Stahl. And it's like, Mark, you also gotta play there for just like a day. You gotta have all the stalls. One of their goalies is technically ye old Evan Fitzpatrick, huh? Wow. Remember that name? There's a blast from the past. Wasn't he, wasn't he good for a season? Then yeah, for like one year. Cliff. Yeah. Uh huh. For Sherbrooke. Uh huh. All That's right. Great. Let's let's guess the lineup. Barkov to Stall to Gudis to Bobrovsky to Ekblad, and then from there, who knows? Well, you gotta give it to Kachuk. Where's Kachuk in there? He's young. He can fucking go, wait. That's right. <laughs> you gotta fucking wait. Don't run. <laughs> he walks up to it and they're like, fucking stop. Oh, Patrick Horn. He won't be on the ice. No. But Patrick Horn. because he can't. They'll hobble out. 
Um, I think, man, I agree with you that Vegas seems like the right choice. I'm worried about the break for Florida, but Florida does kind of have those. Yeah, uh, the vibes. Oh eight Kings vibes. Was it oh eight? No, it's got to be more. Oh twelve. Twelve. Oh twelve. Twelve. Can you say oh twelve? Can you say? I mean twelve. Two zero twelve. Yeah. Um, where it's like maybe they just win it in five, and you're like, oh shit. I guess. I guess fun. this is. It is That's kind of funny, like you, like you said with Carolina, it is funny where you're like, these teams are do seem unbeatable, and then they just kind of, I mean, even Dallas too. So it's like, I'm like, Vegas, I just can't see Vegas dropping the series, and then all of a sudden you'll see Vegas drop the series, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, never mind. Um, I mean, it just goes to show, if you have Alex Petrangelo on your team, uh, you know, you can win a cup too. It'll, Absolutely. I mean... It's I don't know I'm I'm very intrigued by this this final much more than say if Dallas or Carolina was in it, and I think if Kachuk I'm gonna make a promise to myself that if the Panthers win I've got to get myself a Kachuk reverse retro jersey I think it's I think it's in the cards. Oh man, that'd be nice. I love him. I love him. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Ian? No, that's it. All right. Well, we've been here for most of two hours now so these cretins will have to survive for another week we should be back to a normal schedule for now that's right we're back baby thank you for listening faithfully to the new guys one cup podcast thanks for listening to the backlog while we were gone i'm sure you were let us yeah go let us know what other uh what episode you went back and listened to perhaps it was gary stories to tell in the dark you know um perhaps it was uh the boys win the stanley cup a classic Perhaps it was, Ian, I'm going to look up our, this is the most self-aggrandizing thing I've ever done. I'm going to look up our own podcast. That's right. Look at all those Perhaps sweet ratings. Our last podcast, which was just rigged. <laughs> Have we had any recent new reviews? Let's see. Let's see. Nope. You people are letting us down. Nothing to read on the podcast. I still don't understand how we're Mar- Mariah Carey's favorite podcast. We must have said something. On some episode. That's right. We love We love. Uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. Maybe you went back to episode 186. Come on, Jeff. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, Jeff are we talking about? <laughs> What's that even a reference to? I remember it's Come on. Oh, it's come on, Bo Becky. No, it's Bo Oh Burnham, no. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, Jeff Bezos, I think. <laughs> but what? Oh, but, but... Get him. Oh <laughs> god damn it. Um episode 184, Donk and Don Squad. <laughs> god dang it. A litany of disappointment. Classic. Winner, winner, chicken vinner. Man, our episode titles are great, folks. Great. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> And uh, this one, this one was the best. Oh yeah, you you gonna have to wait to see it on this episode. You've already been listening. To You've already clicked on. But you just wait till you find out what the episode is called because it's gonna blow your mind. Uh, you have anything else you want to say, these people? Um, buy Street Fighter Six so I can fight you. And beat and beat your ass. He's the most impressive white kid within a two block radius of his career. That's right. Download uh download Pokemon TCG Live, which is the new Pokemon trading card game you can play on your phone. Um wow. it's it's bad. It's I mean it's not bad, like it's very good, but it's bad that it's available on your phone because Lord knows I have wasted too much time playing against children that are beating my ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> but every so often I beat them and I go, wow, what an idiot this kid is. <laughs> you fucking moron. God, are you I like 10? That. Stupid. What are you like, 12? You idiot. All right, well, folks, that's enough from us. We've talked for far too long. Until Matthew Kachuk is a Stanley Cup champion, we bid you so long and good night. See you. See you.